Welcome! It's Unsolicited Advice. We're here at uh, the Black studio, Wax. Black, Black Wax, Wax studio. studio in Midtown. Uh, I'm here with Evan, my co-host. How's everybody doing? How's everybody we're, doing? We're, we're here with a bunch of a uh, bunch of producers, nice music, music people, professionals. Music professionals, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm really excited about this. If you guys could go around, introduce yourselves a little bit, that'd be fantastic. I am Ian Pollard, the co-CEO of Rush Hour Entertainment. My name is Justin. I am the co-owner of Black Wax Recording Studios and Creative Space, and also a talent man. The creative Crazy. space is a good touch. Good <laughs> we like touch the creative there. space. Cheers. Nicholas Belafonte, artist for Tastemakers and Toastmasters, originator of art, curator of good work, trying to make it prosperity and do what we need to do for the future. Fantastic. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> just happy to be yeah. here. Cheers, hey, cheers, cheers. Shout out Black Wax. Cheers. Shout out Unsolicited Advice for having us here. I'm just happy to be here. Cheers. Dude, you, you, you're, you're an OKP, an original key player, man. Yeah, we like, we're, we're glad to have you here. We're glad to have all you here. You got me, to, me guys might need to step up the intros. That one. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, he, he kind of killed this. He was he was prepared all day though. He was he was prepared all day. With the jeeps, with no doors. I mean, that's just what they want to spend their money on. You know, it's a little different. I'm here though. Cheers. So we're gonna do this little autobiography, maybe a little biopic section, real quick. So I'm gonna go around ask you guys about yourselves a little bit. So Ian, I want to know, you know, exactly what your what your job entails, how you got there, you know. Okay. Okay. What you got to do. So I started Rush Hour Entertainment with my partner, Jason Boone, um, about seven years ago now. Me and Jay met over at Capitol Records, where we both worked at the time. Um, and I, at the time, I was doing A&R admin. He was doing promo. I found a, a production duo called The Young Boys and kind of started plugging them into various projects, getting them placements. From there, we ended up getting a studio downtown Manhattan called the Engine Room. So we were there. We had a room in the Engine Room. Suite Six. Um, we were there for about three and a half years, um, producing for a bunch of artists: Leona Lewis, uh, Vici. Worked with Stargate, um, and then started doing publishing deals. Started getting into publishing, understanding the business of publishing. Um, started a publishing company did a joint venture with stellar publishing which is stargates publishing arm with sony atv um i signed probably i want to say about four or five writers during that time um developed the writers the last deal i did after leaving uh that kind of that situation over at the engine room was I Heart Memphis, and we found the record hit the Quan, which Crazy. yeah, which we sold a million copies. What, what was that feel like? Oh, what was that feel like? Man, listen. So when I Heart first made the record, we were kind of like I I saw it catch on a few memes first week, second. So by my introduction, he already in I Heart. So. But 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 talk about the album so that's feel free. So yeah, so we we saw the record kind of grow legs early, and it was just it was the craziest thing because we didn't expect that. We had a record prior to that that we put out. I think it was like the summer before hit the Quan actually, 
and it was another kind of dance record and it bubbled a little bit and then fizzled out uh-huh. um so we kind of you know he kept making records kept making records dance records and we were waiting we we're like he's gonna get one uh-huh. and this one when we saw it grow bro we sold three hundred and fifty thousand copies independently of hit the quan of hit the quan independently with no major no major promotion he spent i think it was eight dollars on the record eight dollars why did you at the um, time i think re- i forget what dance song it was that recently came out but apparently i think madonna was apparently like it what song was it justin oh. it was uh was it the like, watch, me, watch me watch me watch me like, but i heard her like pr or someone yeah, Saliento, like uh, Madonna had some investment. Well, Madonna, yeah, because she owns Dance On, which yeah. is is a really YouTube is channel. A, yeah, she's a partner in, in Dance On. What a great and Dance On, <laughs> Dance On actually shout out to Dance On, Dance On actually helped us break hit the Quan. Uh huh. So yeah, we we partnered with them on on some licensing stuff with with iHeart, and they um they had a lot of dance campaigns that really helped us break that record. Yeah. Fantastic. It's funny because we were we were talking earlier. We drove here to uh, we're in Midtown, right? Midtown. Yeah, we were driving here earlier. We were talking about how there's been a transition in like rap music, I guess, as a whole, where it's been it's, it has like an Atlanta vibe, which is more like dancey. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. about the dance. It's a kind of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you were explaining it better than I am right now. Yeah. Uh, my colleague and I actually went to school in Atlanta at the time. <laughs> oh, wait, shout out, shout out. Where'd you go to school? Shout out to Morehouse. Shout out to Morehouse College. <laughs> He's the Morehouse man, guys. H-U in the building. H-U in the building. The real H-U, 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 though. Shout out all historically black colleges. Let's make sure we go back and donate and make sure that it's succeeding, progressing for the future. Nah, real talk. Um, but we got down there like the cusp, E, right? Like the end of Freak Nick, the, like the beginning. Buckhead wasn't really closing at like 4 o'clock. Um, it was a no great experience. I have no idea Buckhead is, but I, um, uh, I just shook my head. <laughs> Buckhead is the upper echelon of, actually, Atlanta. Um, oh, the Buckhead days. Oh, Buckhead talk days. about it. Um, a lot of x 5 So we got there around the time Mike Vick got to the Falcons. Uh, the time. crunk movement was really moving. Cash money was crazy down there. So we really got to experience and get our feet wet within the culture, as well as we were next door to uh, somebody who mother or excuse me whose sister was actually married to Shakir Stewart God rest the be- God rest the peace RIP and he was like a major deal in Jeff Jam South and creating Crazy. a sound for down there so um kind of grew up in that culture as far as from 2000 to 2007 and right now I just feel like this is ultimately they're gonna see something that's successful and people are gonna follow that yeah but uh I lost my thought because I drank a little before this episode <laughs> um, it's all right we all it's been a long day it's been a long day but we're saying that there's like this transition in the dance music and it's just crazy that there turned out to be like a business in a market yeah man like yeah man we actually manage another artist that is an upcoming same kind of music upcoming dance rapper um his name's oh boy prince he signed to atlantic records he has a record out called astronaut Bring It Down, and another record called Bring It Down, Pick It Up. You guys should check it, like that everything. out. Shout out to Old Boy Prince. So we're actually working on his project. We're working, still working on iHeart's second. Well, he came out with Lean and Dab, which was his second single. So we're kind of looking for another record. Um, and we're looking for a, a second single for Old Boy Prince. Okay, fantastic. That sounds dope. So I wanted to ask a, a question real quick because we have... 
you know, you guys who have like a diversity experience when it comes to music. Um, I was actually looking at a, a, a Facebook post talking about, because there was a, a concert at the Apollo the other day, I think with, um, you know, DMX, uh, a couple of oh, those I think artists. my boy Cardi, I think Avon Carter performed at that. Oh, did he actually? Shout out to Avon Shout Carter. Shout out Cardi. Yeah. Oh, Harlem World. Harlem World. Well, that's even perfect. Perfect, uh, perfect transition. So like you had artists like that, you know, who were like more like kind of like lyricists, you know what I mean? Like were hard, you know, yeah. really, t- you know, care about writing, care about how the, the the flow and things like that. And you have a lot of, you know, among younger artists, it's more about almost strictly, strictly flow, strictly melody. You have like your young thugs out right now, things like that, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, future a little bit as well. We're seeing there's almost like less of an emphasis on lyrics, on, on lyricism, more of an emphasis on melody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so we have somebody here who works on R&B. You know, you 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 know you've uh, managed some you know dance artists. You know, you have uh, Nico over here who's like an, uh, a lyricist. So, what do you guys think about you know that transition? Is it like do you see it as problematic? Do you embrace it just the way that music trends go? Like, what do you guys think? I embrace it. I embrace it. You know, I grew up on. Nas, I grew up on Big. So I grew up on Jay. So you know, yeah, you just said three of the best. <laughs> so I grew up on lyrics, right? But in this in this business, being a businessman, you have to evolve. You know, and right now you're right. The melody is is the strongest part of these records because that's what moves people. That moves people in the club. When you're in the car, that moves people. When the studio, that moves people. <laughs> that's what it is. I've got to agree that was with moving. Ian. Yeah, I've got to agree with Ian myself. My story is a little bit different, though. I did not grow up listening to music. I cannot tell you a Biggie or a Tupac song right now. Crazy enough. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I Bootsy. grew up in the country. Preach. And I grew up listening to Lil Boosie and Webby. Nah. And then it wasn't until I went to Howard that I started getting cultured with music. Yeah, you guys have the band. two best experiences. Yeah, <laughs> like it, Those were the two it's like, actually pretty poor, awesome. like, like great and like, ones and like for me listening to music if it if it makes me excited it's more than likely gonna make everybody else excited because i don't really care for music <laughs> yeah which is why i'm a manager it's, it's weird but that was weirdly like oddly and, the most arrogant slash profound and, thing no, i've ever heard in listen, my life listen but. a lot of like it, it's true I, i've put it to test this year i've gotten three artists signed this year alone dope talk very about that very for a dope. talk about that for a second so yeah i, I didn't really get a get a uh, talk about my background a bit, but um, you know, I I, I went to Howard and um, I started. You? I, I was a party promoter. I started throwing some parties. I knew a lot of people. I, I brought a lot of women out to parties, made some decent money. Then I met this R and B artist, and I was like, "Yo, you're dope. I want you to come to Howard and do this show." And all the women loved it. So I said, "Man, let me let me jump into this artist management thing. It seems kind of cool. It seems easy to be able to promote." Um, some great talent to, to people who just enjoy music. So I kind of got into that. Um, I graduated in 2012, and then I realized, like, man, I want to learn from a bigger infrastructure. So let me move to New York and go and work for a management company. So randomly, I sent a tweet to um, former Outcast's manager. His name is Blue Williams. Shout, Shout out, out to Blue. Blue Williams. Blue. Shout out to Blue. I Crazy. sent him a tweet and was like, yo, I'm getting ready to graduate. I would like to come work for you. And he responded and was like, yo, come up to New York, come interview. So I, I took a four-hour bus to New York. It was freezing cold that day. <laughs> I didn't know how to get around, and my bus was late. I walked 40 blocks to his office wow. to interview for him, and this nigga wasn't there. <laughs> 
this nigga Whoa, was in California. And he Chilling. says it all the time. He was in California, but I did such a great job interviewing for his assistant that he was like, yo, let's give him a shot. So he was like, yo, as soon as you graduate, come up here. I was so excited about this opportunity. I didn't even walk. I told my school to mail me my degree. I want to go home <laughs> for a week. I pack wanted up, to say what's pack up. up Say bye to all my family because I'm, I'm going to New York. And I was like, any money you were going to spend to come to my graduation, give it to me so I can survive in New York because I was an intern for free. Right. Granted, I found a place to stay for free in New York, too, so that really helped me out. But it was way out in Queens, in Laurelton to be exact. It took me an hour and a half Shout to get to, to work Laurelton. every morning. Mm. I did that for eight Queens. months. Queens! <laughs> way. Moving forward, in 2014, me and Blue left this company we were at called Primary Wave. And then me and him were just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go and do my own thing. You do your own thing. I think I've learned a lot. But as a as a young guy in the music industry, the best experience is doing it for yourself and failing. So right. that's what I did. Unfortunately, fortunately, I haven't had any failing opportunities just yet. So um, uh, blessings. In, in April... Me and a couple of buddies opened up Black Wax Studios where we're at right now. And, um, shout, shout out. out. Black Wax. Shout out to Black, Black Wax. Wax. Black to Wax. the Wax. And our goal was to make this like the cool spot. Like it, it's a studio like none other in New York. We're the first kind to have a studio where you have a recording component and a photography component. Definitely. It's yeah. dope in here. In you guys addition need to, see that. to the studio, we also have an amazing creative team that shoots music videos, websites, graphic design, mobile apps. Pretty much any type of content can be created here. No, yeah, this this seems really entrepreneurial. Like this it, whole setup, like yeah, it seems like it, you took it to the money ball it, shit. It, it's I very, like it. It's a very dope concept. And Got actually, blue lights too. Exactly, blue lights. everything. Maybe it's, it's all about so the vibe. But where do they go? Like as far as if they want to schedule. Yeah, if I want to see that, where do I check that out? Setup at Black Wax. What do we do? Man, you go to our website at www.blackwaxcreative.com or you can shoot me a text. My cell is 225-941-1574. He's serious. I'm He's so focused. serious. Listen, I have had this number my entire life. I don't plan mine. on changing it. <laughs> yeah, not get it. You hear the exec over there. <laughs> um, My perspective on the lyrical as far as the melody, I feel like melody is a necessity. But I think we have a great balance at this time and age. You know, I think there are definitely independent artists such as uh, J. Cole, excuse me, not independent yeah. artists, but lyrical right. artists such as J. Cole, such as Kendrick Lamar, that have a market that really, they really have and that cannot be touched. I feel like even along the lines of a Drake, even on his popularity standpoint, like there's times he needs to get in his bag and he has to get funky. And that's just what it is now. On the flip side, I also agree that melody is key because there are times that you just want to go out there and really just turn up, have a great time. But I think it's a great balance right now. I think Joey Badass is a great example of being killing independent it. and really going out there and killing it. Shout I think Mac Miller is a Chance. great um, example of being lyrical, going out there independent and not really compromising your lifestyle. Because I'm all about my lifestyle. Like, if you're compromising my lifestyle, things are going to get a little awkward for me. Um, and as long as you're not really touching on the music, like, as long as you don't really compromise the music and make it do what you do for yourself. But I also agree that, um, you know, melody is very important. Very, very important. That, that's that's, that's kind of interesting, though. So, like, for example, you have, the, you have your artist who, you know, makes this great record, you know, mm -hmm. does a million. Um... He does very really well for himself. When it comes to like longevity, almost, yeah. you look at the type of literally, like, 
I'm, I'm struggling to think of artists that like kind of utilize melodies effectively yeah. that are able to maintain that longevity. You know what I mean? Like when you make, you know, it's almost like when you make party records, it's hard for them. It's hard for the fans to almost identify with an artist versus when you look at the hip hop artists that stay around, yeah. I'm thinking about like J. Cole, you know, everybody loves you went platinum with no features. Yeah. You got like, you know, Kendrick, yeah. you have yeah. Chance, you know, who who is he is kinda he he, does, he has that blend. He he does do the melody and he melody, he does do the, the rapping a little bit. Um but yeah, from a, like a manager standpoint, you know, when you're looking at these artists, you know, and you're looking at like what's you know, what's effective in the short term versus what's effective in the long term, you know. How do you how do you might maybe guide an artist along that path and then well, what do you, what do you, what do you well, look? well look when when you're looking at these artists truth be told you want the best of both worlds like we got mm. this kid right now called jitter on the track mm. jitter is phenomenal melodies his pop sensibilities are crazy and then he can actually spit too so you'll catch him you might catch him on a record that's more drake-ish that he's singing and then you might catch up on a record where he's just straight going in lyrically um and he has a is, is a perfect balance. He understands how to do it, and which also makes him a phenomenal songwriter, mm-hmm. which we also look talk for. Talk about if how that's key. If you're a triple yeah. threat, I need you. But talk about that songwriting. How key is to create a song though, as opposed yeah, because, to just yeah, a lot just, of just artists, verses, right? Yeah, a lot of artists don't understand that. You know, they act like okay, I'm nice, I can spit, but in order to to create a body of work in a, a song that's actually marketable mm-hmm. you need to have everything you need to know how to write you know you need to know how to write melody you need to know how to write lyric you know it needs to be that combination and then of course we can bring in producers to help out and and, and other writers to help out but if you have that yourself we're good say no more we need to mm-hmm. we need to sign you up yeah definitely i think me personally i like managing those type of artists but at the end of the day as a manager you got to ask your client, what do you want? What are your goals? Do you want to be a career artist or do you yeah. want to be hot now? Mm-hmm. Some artists are fine with that. Some artists are like, yo, I got a sound now. I want to get out there. Make me as much money as you can now so I can retire in five years. <laughs> and then you got artists that are like, yo, I want to I have this longevity career. I, I manage an artist now. Her name is Ari Lennox. She just signed to J. Cole, actually. She's the first lady of Dreamville. That's crazy. And um, was she on that mix? That, that she, album she was on. She has the record backseat. That's her Backs, record. That's my. That's one of my favorite songs on that too. Wow, we just shot the video for it. Did yeah, the video is dope. Yo, that's but, crazy. But Shout I, out to Ari. Where can people check the video out? Just before. oh, uh, well, it's not out yet, but oh, you'll be able to check it out everywhere. It's gonna be out yet. It's gonna be on your free. TV screens. <laughs> it's gonna be on Vivo. It's gonna be everywhere. Apple, title, everywhere. But you know, hanging around the Dreamville family and seeing seeing their philosophy of artists like they're all about those career artists and like you know uh, one thing that they 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 tell us is that their their method is like yo if you can find five thousand diehard fans who's willing to spend at least two hundred dollars on you per fan that's a million dollars a year real quick you know and and having that type of fan base you're gonna be a career artist and honestly in the long run it's just easier for a manager because it's just like yo i know your brand i know your vision we can do this in the long haul and just keep it growing or you could just get multiple clients and they have different visions. It, it becomes more difficult as a manager picking up clients who are like, oh, I don't know what I want. I want to be hot now. And then once they're hot and they're done, you got to go find the next client. Yeah, I think they made great perspectives from both aspects. I think as far as like, um, as far as the melody thing, as far, um, it's hard. There right? are, it's hard. But if you consistently do it, we've seen it be successful. Yeah. 
key point Ray Sherman. You know what I mean? Like well, we don't know if they had the longevity yet. No, they're I think I think, I think they're but way. they're good. Yeah, the young Thug fire. Yeah. Young Thug, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think that's the hard part. See, as much as everybody wants to say, I think there's both two separate worlds. As hard as it is as an artist being to create a full body of work as a an album and really catching that fan base, you're absolutely right. Like that's legwork. But also you catch that hit and to stay consistent. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. Like you're good. Yeah, because there's but a difference you, between being good and, and being longevity, like right? longevity. Yeah. It's people, two separate things. And I think your man hit it key on the head. Like, what do you want out of this, what out of this. future thing that you're jumping into? You, yeah. you know what? With my artists, I know what it comes with. I know if I'm gonna get a longevity artist or I'm gonna get a one hit. You one know from jump. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you and know. you know what? I like any, having nobody like has having, surprised you? Nah, nobody surprised me. <laughs> I like having a combination of both. Mm-hmm. I like having that that artist that I know can deliver me a hit tomorrow. Like six man off the bench, like a J.R. Smith, like a I Jamal need, Crawford. You need like those. Crystal Kane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need those. We didn't even get into Crystal yet. <laughs> no, we gotta we Cheers. gotta get into Crystal. <laughs> but nah, I think I think looking at longevity artists, I, I like to ask that question. Like when you become 40, 50 years old. Will I go and watch you perform? Mm. A young thug, would you go and see young thug perform when he's 40, 50? What would he perform? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But, honestly, I, I, but I don't but I don't know. Cause I'm so disconnected. It, but they're not gonna go there. Like it's a whole new generation. It's a whole new but but see, you got Kendrick and Cole, when they're 40, 50 years old, they're gonna be like like right now, you can go and see Common perform and he's gonna still be amazing. You can go and see LL right. Cool J perform, he's gonna still be amazing. And for this generation, you're gonna be able to see a Kendrick and Wait, Cole perform. Let me ask you a question. If you were in that generation and you were fucking with Tone Loke, would you not pay your money now to go see Tone Loke? I don't know who Tone Loke is. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh man, there's no mean? Tone Loke is. So he's yo, the greatest actor ever. <laughs> we just um came back. There's a lot of festivals we've been um going to. We were just talking about Anderson Pac, yeah. how like innovative he is. He jumps on the drums, he goes to the keyboards. Yeah, you really yeah. get a show. As far as BJ yeah, Chicago, yeah. like he definitely does his thing as well. So it's like, like, what do you really want out of this aspect? Are you putting on a show? Are you performing for the future? What are you really doing now? Uh, you, why, do you, why do you guys answer that? <laughs> no, no, I didn't know if that was a question. I was just. What? I was, was I was about, oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dude, what's I'm sorry. The question? So that's why I'm looking like. I paid attention. Okay, yeah. What yeah. are we asking? Everybody sorry, asked man. Sorry. sorry. He was you making guys. a statement. But I, yeah, I, I, I was just, he's absolutely no. right. <laughs> we had, we had a we're not live. We're not live streaming. Thank you. We had a technical difficulty with the mic. But, no, I feel you on the statement. I wanted to ask a question real quick for like the like a young like a like a young artist that might be listening. So, I was talking with my barber today. Get a demographic. About, you know. Get your fans up. You know, brand name and how you build brands. Get your like fans that. up. Um, yeah, he's saying it way you know better. I mean? like, <laughs> no, like, so for, there's some people, like I know, like Black Hippie, for example, or, or Top Dog, rather. You know, they might, you know, have a relationship. Shout with out to artists. TDE, my producer, Bentley Hayes, who's an in-house, in-house at TDE. In-house producer at TDE. Shout out to TDE. I love these shout outs. <laughs> I'm loving them. But, um. No, yeah, so they might, like, look for artists that are, like, more low-key. You know, Isaiah Rashad didn't have that much of, you know, a following when they signed him. Uh, same with SZA. Uh, not that big of a following. But versus, you know, artists, you know, sometimes they're picked up for the following that they have. You know, for the amount of Instagram followers, you know, SoundCloud plays that they get. Um, so from a manager's perspective, are you more looking, and it's probably going to be a mix, but, like, are you 
are you looking for the artists that are able to, you know, just have the most hits, most clicks, you know, so you, it's easier to, de you know, deliver to those fans? Or are you looking for, you know, this fan that you know can make great music if you just give them the infrastructure? Well, uh, my company, we have a joint venture with, with a, a major company. So it's harder to bring in acts that don't have a lot going on. You know, it's harder to sell that. Even when uh, an executive is looking at an artist, if you if an artist walks in a room and has nothing going on, if they if they have a brand that you can see that can be developed, then you're more willing to take a chance. But if you come in and you have a million plays on your SoundCloud, then that's a different story. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like now, it's I'm not thinking about this now. It's a bidding war. Now this label wants you, this label wants you, and this label wants you. They get you know? to cut their marketing like in half to yeah. the begin with because yeah. you already have all this stuff with the exposure. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that makes me uh, – it's funny because like although it is a free market, it's like for those who don't you know, put an onus on the social media aspect. You have to. You, you have, have to. to. You're doing yourself a disservice. You have to. Absolutely. And you can do it yourself. Me and Justin talk about it all the time. You can – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely do it yourself. For me, I'm all about finding artists who don't have the numbers and helping them get the numbers and then helping them get a deal. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's true. Ari, we, we, we dropped the project first. Um, it did very well. Um, and then she got discovered by Dreamville. We, we took meetings with all kind of labels, but um, it was nothing that made sense for her at the time. And then when Dreamville came along, we were like, yo, I think this is the perfect situation. I mean, they don't have a female. Cole is true to the art. Um, and, you know, that's what we're all about. We're all about making music that you can really feel. And I think that's why Ari has such a strong fan base right now. Like, she, she went by another name before, deleted her entire social media presence, um, changed her name. Fans found her and followed her there, That's and crazy. then she recently deleted it and then reintroduced herself with Dreamville when they dropped that compilation project in December, and she picked up six thousand followers from December to now on Twitter by alone, just from fans just going back following her again. But with that being said, I think what's missing in today's music industry is the 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 artists who are focused on the art. Everybody's so focused on the numbers, numbers right now yeah. that it comes down to the art. Again, the three I arts so. that I signed, they didn't really have such a big following. Ari got signed, and she didn't even have social media. Um, I just got Crystal Kane signed, and she has amazing music. She didn't have much of a following. Right. And then I have another Let's kid. talk about Crystal Kane. Yeah, let's talk about Crystal. Because <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I keep hearing Crystal his name signed. coming up. What's, what's going on? Ian, well, actually, the guy who... Hold on, who, they can close... Appreciate. Ian is the guy who believed in, in Crystal and the, the art and saw the bigger picture here. Yes, he sir. saw the opportunity. When he meet Crystal, like how did how did that come across? So I, he when me and Ian have a partnership at the studio, they they you know, this is our home. They're both our homes now, right? Cheers. So um they were like, Yo, we got some writers, we need some more producers and writers to come by, work with some artists. So I was like, yo, I got this girl named Crystal. You know, at the time, I was pitching her for production because I knew she was still working on her project. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to have Crystal come in, check out um, the artists y'all are working with, see what type of production we can come up with. 
And then while she was there, she started playing her project. Mm. Mind you, she played some new records I didn't even hear either. And we were both just like, wow. <laughs> she fucked y'all up. Yeah, you she know? played me like 15 <laughs> records. I did not want to leave. 15? Yeah, my, my hour-long meeting. How don't, many? I don't think they heard that. What was the number? Like, wow. like 15 joints. My my mm. hour-long meeting ended up being like a four-hour-long meeting. Hey, It turned into that, just off those 15 records. Absolutely. That's insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I told her, I told her that night, I said, Crystal, we're going to do something with you. <laughs> we're gonna do something. We're gonna oh, so do like, big things yeah. together. So you're like, if you're like, a, let's say you're like a town artist, yeah, and you have the following, you don't have the following. How do you get your music to someone interested in developing it? You know, I mean, look, like it, it's a lot of it is word of mouth. You know, if you're in the right circles, somebody will find you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some people send their music out. You know, some people have producers that they work with that you get them popping. You know, it, there's, there's various ways, but but my suggestion is, you know, for for new artists that are to, trying to develop a brand, you really take it upon yourself to develop your social media. Wait, 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 sorry. We got a dude talking about his phone. Wait, introduce yourself, man. <laughs> you're you're, you're Records, basically let's on make the it, podcast. Let's make, it, let's make it happen. L. Dot Records is here. We apologize <laughs> for the interrupting when he in his bag. All right, we're just gonna sit down. We're just yeah. gonna no, sit down. Oh, no, does it real quick? Oh, does it real quick? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry for all the listeners for interrupting y'all show. I'm sorry, my phone smashed on the way here. I'm not in a good mood. Oh man, and being an oh. iPhone user, talk about it. Yeah, but um, I'm counting my blessings on my live. So <laughs> this is crazy. This is a spot. Apparently, this is the spot. I see like a bunch of artists coming in, crazy people working with insane, insane talent. I think it's the third art that's come through. Uh, and I love L Does It's music too. Thank you. It's crazy. Dope. Shout out to L Does It. Shout out to Ian. Morehouse. Rush, Rush Hour. Morehouse. <laughs> Rush Hour Management. Morehouse, my good brother. Uh, yes, sir. One, one of the few people I will um, donate an organ to. Oh, man. You feel me? <laughs> oh, man. No, it's so real quick. So we have him on the mic brother. that he just came in. Um, so, yeah, introduce yourself. Like, what it is that you do? Where are you from? Um, you don't even need you don't even need the headphones. I don't need the headphones. You don't even need the headphones. Just no feedback. Okay. Um, I would like to say I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> that would be a, <laughs> a overall, um, you know, way to put it. Um, my name is L. Does it? Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Um, currently lived in Staten Island for a few years. Went to college at the number one black college in America, Morehouse College. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Howard University. <laughs> All right. Um, well, arguably the one of the best, you know, the best black colleges, in, you know, in the world. Um, um, where's the music in there? Twitter at L does it. Instagram at L does it underscore BMG. Um, Facebook is on um, Bella Musica. They wouldn't give me beautiful music for some weird reason. <laughs> Got to talk to Mark about that. <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm happy to be here, man. Cheers. I like the atmosphere here. Because any of you, they can't see this, right? No, no, you're good. Well, but describe um, this atmosphere, please. Well, I can describe it for the listeners. It's, it's a nice, relaxing environment. Great ambiance. Great ambiance. I love the decor. <laughs> decor <laughs> I love the decor. The energy here is very positive. Um, dope, dope. Just want to shout out Champ Era. You know, Champ Art. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, sir. Rush Hour Management. Yes, sir. You know, a couple of things that we're connected to. Um, bad Petty Clothing. Give them a shout out. 
Rush Hour One or Rush Hour Two? No, 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 no. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm talking. But but we 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 always have discussion. Rush Hour One. Rush Hour One. Rush Hour One. Okay. We get movies. Let's get a little light. Rush Hour One's a better movie. Agreed, but. Rush Hour 2 might be one of the best sequels ever it in was, all movies. It was. I agree. I agree. It's, like, it, it, it's on a top movies. 10. It's in a top 10. In all movies ever? We've talked about this. No, it's, it's a like common you, thing. You Google, sequels. If you Google sequels. best sequels. Sequels? If you Google best sequels, it literally like top shows 10? up. Yeah. But 10, yeah, maybe. In the no, top wait, 10. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe top wait, 10. Wait, 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 wait. So you got Godfather 2. Yeah. In the top 5. Yeah. You got Jason aliens? Born, Jason Born, no, no one that. ever Stop said that, that ever. <laughs> no. What about, what about like, you got like Dark Knight? That, Dark, Knight? Dark Knight? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Empire, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Um, Mighty Ducks 2. Maybe. No, no. <laughs> maybe. No, I can't. They did win the medal. They I won the gold medal. I can't do that one. Uh, yeah, so music. That's, that's everybody's said, opinions on that. That's everyone's opinion. Jeez, everyone. I think Dark Knight will be the one. Yeah. Dark Knight's the one. Yeah, Dark Knight's the one. That would be the best, the best um sequel, hands down. <laughs> you guys, hands down. Movies, yeah, movies of all, yeah. Dark Knight of all movies, yeah. Dark, Dark Knight, then Avengers. Have, have you guys had a chance to see Suicide Squad by any chance? Yeah, I saw no. it the other night. Uh, I heard, right, it was, we I heard were, it was horrible. Nah, it wasn't that good. Nah, <laughs> oh man, we don't even want to talk I about will. it. The soundtrack. Will killed it. Will killed it. Will killed it. Will killed it. And Shorty killed it. Are you being biased now? Nah, Will was good. Will killed it. Will killed it. Yeah, wait. What happens if Will wants to get back in the game and he's like, hey, I need to change my sound. Let me call up Black Wax. Like, you take that back? Hey, take that back. Yeah, yeah, Will, let's go. See, his son been there before, Jaden. That's crazy. Yeah, oh, he just, has been yeah, there. my boy, my boy, uh, BT Brandon Thomas. Shout out to him. He um he produced that OG Maco uh, bitch. You that guessed it record, <laughs> and um and he was cool with Jaden. It was like, yo, Jaden, come through the studio, and you know, so he brought him through. They came through for like two days and worked on some new music. That's dope. crazy. Shout out to Black Wax. Word. Unsolicited advice. We in the building. Yo, so now that we got everybody. Now we got a little like Avenger Squad real quick. Okay. I wanted to ask, because we talked, uh, you missed like the beginning of it, we were talking kind of about how, you know, you can find artists, you know, um, you know, what type of careers artists want to have, and from a manager standpoint, you know, um, how you might direct that. But what I'm interested in now is kind of, you know, from your standpoint, like, you remove the business from it. Mm -hmm. And he kind of touched on it, like, if you remove the business from it, what's, you know, the impact that you want music to have on the overall American culture? You know, because you're looking at a lot of artists, like we talked about like certain people with longevity, like a J. Cole, like a Kendrick, like a Jay-Z, like a Nas. Um, they try to speak on certain social issues, you know, mm -hmm. and past the music, you'll see them at marches. You know, they'll, you'll see their their music be used in marches, mm -hmm. you know, and from that might not make you the money, although it might be a nice marketing moment. When you have a when you have an artist and when certain times, you know, when times get rough, you know, and people turn to music. What is, you know, how, how do you view that from a manager standpoint, from an artist standpoint? You know, what's the direction you want to see your artists well, taking? What's the direction you want to go in as an artist? Well, you, you love artists to get involved, you know, you, you love artists to to understand what's going on in our, in our community and and to support our community and, and to 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 lead our community because we have a platform, you know, that a lot of other people don't have. And we need to speak up when it's time to utilize our platform. Those are some of my thoughts. Yeah. Um, my thought is um, 
this is an issue that's been going on for a very long time. So, mm. it's, it's, you know, like, what is the right thing to say? What's the right <laughs> thing not to say? But um, um, I would like, you know, if I was managing an artist or me as an artist, you know, I could speak only for myself in this case. I would speak on the matter. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's if it's publicly at a award show or at a meeting, mm-hmm. you know, or within the record label itself or even through music, I would speak on it. You have to, you know, that's what music is about. It's about um, you know, any real music is about what you're going through, what your experience, what's going on in the in the times that we're dealing with now. And it's been going on for years. We've been fighting a lot of injustice. Mm-hmm. So a lot of various artists even outside of hip hop been speaking on what's going on in the world as far as like John Lennon and you know et cetera et cetera people mm-hmm. who spoke on you know touched on stuff that was going on at that time mm-hmm. when they were making their music I feel like it's a very thin line to walk right now because a lot of people are speaking out mm-hmm. and a lot of artists that we thought would have spoke out didn't speak out mm-hmm. and then there's people saying you know the ones who spoke out they're still getting backlash as well like whether well, they're not speaking out enough or you know he's yeah. not doing enough yeah. but how much do you want to you know, a person to actually do. Mm. That's another question. Yeah. You know, they also have people they have to feed. They also have a box they have to stay in. Mm-hmm. They step out of that box, there could be penalties. Exactly. Like we seen with the actor that spoke out at the award show. What's his name? The the, the cool light skin brother. One point for the light skin team. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams, yeah. For the light skin squad. Yeah, he spoke out. I feel like he's not really on my team. Yeah, he uh, plays on like a the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, but he, did, you know, he um, he went through yeah some type of backlash. He got some type of cons where he was fired. Am I yeah. correct? From from I didn't know if he got fired from the show. Or no, I think he's still on Grey's Anatomy. He's still Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But he, he, I think he, there was a backlash when he spoke at the awards. Yeah, yeah, Michael was, Michael was, Jordan. There was rumors of him being fired yeah, or let exactly. go from the station. Yeah, they, they were petitioning. They said they should. I think they should have yeah, fired him. Right, yeah, they should have fired him. They should have. Yeah. yeah. Jordan just so, got backlash for taking too long to speak out. And is that, but is that fair? It's not fair. I don't you think it's fair. It I don't think it's fair. You have to look on both What's sides. Uh-huh. You, you, know, you got to play devil's advocate, you know? You got to step in that person's shoe, you know? And also, we put a lot of pressure on these mm-hmm. celebrities or people of influence, you mm-hmm. know? So, you know, it's a very thin line. You know, I, I think I think when it comes to these celebrities, a lot of people are starting to see through the fake. Like, okay, you got all these followers on social media and Twitter, and like you could go and tweet about it and talk about it online, and that's why you're getting the backlash. People like J. Cole don't get backlash because he's physically out there marching with these yeah, people. You're right, yeah, you're right. He does in the music as well. He records songs for that. Um, he's true to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, yeah what, we, what, need, what, we need more of that. Also, I want to say and interject and say that they want you to reach, and whatever you do, that's what they actually posterize and want it to be out there for the media. So anything that goes wrong in J. Cole's career, they try to posterize it and make it seem like it's da-da-da, da-da-da-da. But he's one of the few. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in the entertainment and the field that we're in, there are a lot of brothers out there that whatever might be going on in their personal life, it actually gets posterized like they're the actual poster child for what's going on, which mm-hmm. is not correct. I've never really viewed myself as particularly talented. I've viewed myself as you know, slightly above average in talent. And where I excel is ridiculous, sickening work ethic. You know, and they can't match you, Will. I'm working. Taste making. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm working. I'm working. No I'm days working. off. Time waits for no man. Devise a plan. Map out land and take over. Expand the plans. I started with some pennies. Then I made some grand. I'm still at sale, but it still don't be my grand. I'm walking in foreign lands. Designing shit from Italian men. I'm styled in. Shit you can't pronounce. Shit ain't even now. Okay, I'm going to kick it in a little bit of a different direction now. Uh, so I was talking also in the car over here. We were talking about, you know, how you evaluate, you know, past the business. When you, when you, as a fan, you're looking at the culture, you're looking at the, your favorite artist. When you're looking at how you evaluate rappers, um, how does, you know, ghostwriting factor into that? You know, if you have a writer, if you have a lyricist, you know they've used a ghostwriter before. And... You know, you, 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 that's been revealed. You know, you can see like the credits on the album. They, you know, they've talked about We're talking about rappers. We're talking about rappers. But what is really ghostwriting? Because I thought music was, you know, just create, like, you know, brainstorming, working mm -hmm. creatively. As we've seen in the NWA movie, mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like a documentary. It kind of showed you, like, some of what truth went on. Easy E didn't write his lyrics. So, so he would wasn't you, scrutinized. So, they would you all, put, but would you put Easy E in any, in one of your top tens? No, I wouldn't. But you know, <laughs> we, we, we have to we have to also, we have to also understand this. We have to understand. The ghostwriting rule is a rule that we created as a culture of uh -huh. hip hop. Very that's true. that's the rule we created. Yeah, very rule. true. That's that's, true. that's that's a great, great point. point. That's not a, you don't great walk, great. walk in a record label and then say you crack your phone. We're too. not gonna sign you. We're not gonna sign you <laughs> if you don't write your own. Uh, that's very that's true. true. Think think about it though. Think about it though. What, for example. When you look at writers, yeah. you know, point blank, when you're like looking at writers, you don't, you know, if Langston Hughes didn't write his poetry, yeah. no, no one would have him any I type, any like type said, of like following, said, you know what I mean? It's a rule we created, so, we, so as we, like a rapper, we, you know, we, you would hope to see some of We pass judgment as the hip hop culture, mm -hmm. as far as what rappers not writing his lyrics or not, but I feel like, you know, it's a thin line because you have to really break it down. We have rappers now that write their own verses, but they don't write their own looks. Mm -hmm. We have rappers that write their own verses, write their own hooks, but somebody getting the whole concept and the thought of the song. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, you're going to write a song about this topic, and it became a hit. You know, so where do we draw the line? Are you a real rapper if you write your whole song and create everything organically from top to bottom? Or are you a real artist if you write your own verse? Or are you a real artist if you're just writing people hooks? You know? It's a fantastic question. You like, know, so, where, where so what do you value? You so when you're, when yeah. you're looking at your top five, that's, that's what for everybody too. When you're looking at your top five, mm -hmm. like your top 10 artists, rappers, however you want to like cut it, you know, like who, who are some of the people that fall into to that and see, like why? Me, see me, I, my, my ruling is the way I pick my top five, my top 10 is different. I look at overall, like, you know, mm -hmm. like his skill, his image, you know, what he did for the culture. Um, also, I factor in record sales. Mm. You know, because like I said, it's a business. I respect the man who's making money in the game. Yeah, so, so, so Macklemore is your number one is what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> that's your number one? Yeah. So if we're going based off talent, off rip, don't take this personal. B.I.G. is the man. He's the GOAT. Uh -huh. He's the GOAT for me. You know, he's the GOAT. I mean, that's a solid choice. I don't think yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. can give you anything, but that's a you solid know, choice. I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep Biggie up there. I'm going to have to keep Jay up there, Pac mm. up there. And... M up there, Andre three thousand up there. Yeah, I have to. Um, Big Pun has to go up there. Big L has to go up there. And we talk about these are rappers from organic. Like as much as these other rappers were commercial, like Jay Z and Tupac, mm -hmm. you can still listen to tapes when they were organic. Yeah, like you could see their growth. growth. Yeah, you can see their growth. Now, would you put Lil Boosie in there? 
Lil Boosie. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't put Lil Boosie. Lil Boosie in jail right now? He's out. But what I'm saying is, I wouldn't put Lil Boosie is original. He started a movement from scratch by himself and created his own sound. Yeah, but listen, listen, listen. listen. For me to factor a Lil Boosie, I got to be fair now. I got to put him in a pool of coming out of down south rappers. Like, before I go into top five, I have to break him down in top five of down south. So, my top five is down south. He won't make that cut. He won't make the top five of down south. And then I'll take him from there. Is he, is he in the top ten? Yeah, I'll put him in the top. He's up there in the top ten. You have to. He's a Gucci. He, it's deeper than his lyrics. He created right, 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 right. a he created yeah. a movement. A but it, and everything he talked about, he lived about. He lived about. Yeah, that's real that's real ish right there, you know? But he wouldn't be my top five as you know, down south rappers. Like I just gotta be honest. We got Dre, Andre three thousand, we got T.I., we got too many people. The list goes on and on, you know? We can argue all Crystal Canes, come over here, Crystal Canes. Crystal come come over here, Crystal Canes. You also have to break people top ten list race off their age category. Cause if we sit down a, a nineteen year old, he gonna tell you little Uzi. He gonna tell you all types of different people. You know, young Doug. Little Yachty. He's Tell that little 19 year old, go home. Crystal Canes came from the only Chick fil A in New York. We would like to cheers to that. Crystal Canes, we need your top five RB and your top five hip hop immediately. Top five the artists? artists? That influenced yeah. you. Top five RB. Top five hip hop and where they can reach. Let, let's first, get a let's get a mini intro. Let's get a mini intro too. Oh, to so my listening. name is Crystal Keynes. I'm a artist, engineer, um, and producer. Um, I body shit. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my my top five um, R and B right now. At this no, no, day, no, no, no. Your top five R and B. You jump in the car with him, you like, babe, put that in like. We went that. All so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. All time. I mean, you got to throw on the uh, the Usher, you know, the, Usher, the nice sure. and slow Bang with it. Um, you can't leave out Beyonce. Bang it top, my baby. Um, that's two. Um, you got to throw in some old school. You could throw in the Jodeci. So, buddy. Um, four. Um, um, got two more slots. It's tough. I'm gonna hit him with the old P and D party next door. Mm. And five, um, Brian McKnight. You know, gotta hit him with the yeah, guitar. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> Brian. 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 You can't leave boys to bed. Nah, you can't. You can't. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One, one at a time. One at a time. We all got real hype. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. She's can. trying to Netflix and chill. You can't. That's crazy. Yeah, top five hip-hop. Grab the money. The top five rap Um, right now, I'm going to say for me, um, Crystal Cage, Crystal Cage, Crystal Cage, Crystal Cage, Crystal Cage. But, um, and, um, um, uh, top five rap is hard because the new school bring a different vibe from the old school. And I like what the new school is doing because they open in the door, even though the old school opened the door for creativity as well. But it's like a different ball game with the new. But I fuck with Lil Uzi, that's one. Um, who else I like? Crystal Cage, that's two. Um, three. Um, I like Future. He doing his thing. 
and I'm gonna go with the old school. Um, and I'm gonna go with ladies because I'm a girl. Um, even uh, uh, Rachel. and um, Missy. Okay. Nice. I, I would like to ask you one more question. Right? Yeah, what's the question? You know how people say, um, like hip hop music influenced violence in a sense. Yeah. So do you feel like the change in R and B music influences, you know, just like the culture of relationships? Like you know how back in the day it was more love making music, yeah, yeah. and people were more into more into making love and bringing roses and holding the door what and yeah. now we're talking about Trey songs about cheating and us to talk about confessions and two times I mean, it's and, with the time you and know? my girlfriend like, has a girlfriend and <laughs> how do you feel about <laughs> it? Like, I feel like I feel like the times encourage the music you know what I'm saying I don't feel like the music really I mean the music does have a, a turnout on how reflection kind of on so how like you know people there's a lot of thoughts running but around you think, but <laughs> you think it's a contradiction how a woman would say you guys are all dogs and cheating and this but then you go jump in your car and pump Trey song and he's yeah. talking about yeah. he's talking about two time and a girl but it sounds cool streets. so niggas actually want to feel like that so if niggas say I got if niggas say if niggas say I got two girlfriends nigga gonna say well I got wow. one I'm gonna go get one another one and then listen to the song so he can actually feel it now I got two bitches like I feel yeah. like Trey now yeah. you know so it's definitely yeah. the music it's definitely very important that feeling in the song is very important yeah, let's not be confused influence. but back in the day you know the times are different now like I said um, back in the day was more uh, like up our parents and like my grandparents they've been together for like long a long time and shit like that and love change like the 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 meaning of love changed to the new the newer uh generation because they don't know what it means you know okay Jeez. you know and their parents not teaching them what love is because they're growing up with one parent or they seeing a parent with 10 people we like going you know <laughs> but i'm off this you know yeah. <laughs> Um, where they can find you at? Where they where they can find you at? Uh, Crystal Canes underscore no, I changed it. Sorry, Crystal Canes O R A on Instagram, on Twitter is Crystal Canes and Facebook Miss Crystal Canes. <laughs> Everything Crystal Canes. Fantastic, fantastic. No, so real quick, so we're about like we're we're running out of, but we we'll have to close a little bit. So I want okay. each you to go through real quick. Tell people this is the unsolicited advice section portion. You know, tell people. You know, kind of how you got to where you're at. Like, as a young artist, a young person who wants to be a manager, you know, what steps can they take, you know, early on, you know, to progress to the levels where you guys have, have gotten? It starts with the passion. Mm -hmm. It starts for the love of the music. That has to come first before anything. Before you want the money, the cars, you know, um, you know the limelight, what they, what they portray on TV. You got to know yourself. You know, I don't want to get too crazy. You got to know God, you know. Yes, and sir. just be at one with everything, yes, you know? Sir. You gotta be at one with everything. And that, and once you have that drive and just that passion just to make the music, you know, it's gonna. it always takes that one song, but if you just stay at it, consistency, you know, your chance will come, you know? If you listen to all the big artists, when they interview them, Jay-Z, they all say, like, just make that music. Everybody keep asking, what's the formula? What's the trick? You gotta make that music, you know? It's gonna take, you know, it's gonna take the music. Mm -hmm. Even when you blow up, you become huge. It all comes back down to the music. Yes, sir. Fantastic. I would have to agree, man. And and from a, a business standpoint, you know, your first love is music. So you always want to be associated with what's the hottest, coolest, vibiest. Dude's eating Chick-fil-A, man. Just <laughs> chill out. My fault. We hungry over here, y'all. So nah, but you 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 want to be associated with that the the next hot thing, you know, and 
it's always for the love. It's, it's always music first. Solid, solid. Justin, man, come on, man. You eat this chicken. We're just trying to get advice from you eating chicken. Justin is in his meal. Can you repeat the question one more time? <laughs> no, yeah. So young people, you know, trying to come up, how can they get to where you've gotten, where you're, you know, getting artists, you know, successful labels and things like that? I think <clears throat> having a vision, not being afraid of the word no, be passionate and be persistent and understand that you're going to have a lot of no's. You're going to have a lot of you can't do it or you shouldn't do it. And you just got to block that out. If you have your vision and you're not afraid of the word no and be persistent and passionate, you're going to get somewhere with what you want to get. And be smart about it. You're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you got to learn from your mistakes. If you can't learn from your mistakes, then you just not meant to be in this business. <laughs> Cheers. You're definitely going to fall, bump your head a couple of times. Shout out to all my tastemakers and toastmasters. <laughs> Nicholas Belafonte. Um, you definitely want to have passion. Somebody asked me, to, uh, what's the greatest advice somebody gave you? I said, they told me to pray. So that's what you want to do. You want to pray first, and then you want to have your passion. You definitely don't want to make sure that your art is out there and compromised in any type of way. And also, if somebody was trying to get in the game, I will also tell you this. Listen, build your brand. Whoever you are, whoever your friend is, your family is, they have $5 in their pocket. They can invest in you. They take $5 out their day. They go to the bodega. If you're in the ghetto community, pause, quote unquote, to get a pack of Newports. They take $5 to do whatever in their day to get a Heineken. They have $5 to invest in you. Stay focused, stay concentrated, and make sure no other outside influences really get in your way. Um, a lot of things tend to happen. They'll flash that check in your face. They'll be like, come over here. You have such and such views. You'll do this. But if you don't feel ultimately comfortable with what that you're trying to do, stage left, good brothers. You know what I mean? That's we out fantastic. here looking like money. I like to shout out Black Wax. Unsolicited advice Evan and Evan When you see me on the streets Please cheers <laughs> Once I pull the V up I might dab in the dough Fuck around spaz for the dough Gotta get my hands on the dough Ten toes down for the dough I got money-itis and a nigga need more uh, Manicure bills Give a nigga the chills Nico stay eyeing those mills Damn, look at the wheels House on the hill Smoke out the roof as I peel Not missing a meal Gotta stay true, you know